KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Matt Leon. The fight against COVID-19 continues, but just because we are in the midst of a pandemic, that doesn't mean the fight against the scourges of other diseases and viruses takes a break. HIV and AIDS may not grab the headlines like we saw 30, 40 years ago, and a lot of progress has been made, but it is still a significant concern in the U.S. and across the globe. On Tuesday, December 1st, World AIDS Day, I spoke with Chip Lyons, president and CEO of the Elizabeth Glazier Pediatric AIDS Foundation, on the challenge of battling HIV and AIDS while the world is focusing on COVID. Give a listen. So let's start, let's go pre-pandemic. This time last year, early 2020, where were we as a society in combating HIV? We were are still battling. There's no cure vaccine for HIV. So it, this is really just the slog has to continue. Um, and there are still north of 35,000 new infections uh, in the United States. Uh, for example, there, the rate of controlling new infections in the rest of the world, particularly Sub-Saharan Africa, where we do most of our work, we were slowing down. We were seeing rates of infections that, frankly, were disappointing. Uh, we were missing our targets because We'd made so much progress over the last five to seven years, we thought that would continue, but there had been uh, setbacks. We were uh, aware of those setbacks. We have the data. Um, uh, We were in a position to make the kind of adjustments necessary to get back on track to control HIV and AIDS, and then COVID hit. Uh, And there have been serious uh, disruptions as a result of COVID. Yeah, to that point, it seems to me that a pandemic like this, it it takes attention away. It takes funds away. It obviously complicates health situations. Kind of check all the boxes for how this has uh, impeded progress uh, against HIV. Well, we've seen it most is uh, where people have been unable or perhaps uh, out of concern, unwilling to visit and get the regular health services that are necessary, particularly for uh, women um, and especially for pregnant women that need those antenatal care visits. They need to be tested for HIV. If they are positive, uh, they will be put on treatment immediately. And then there's next to no chance that their newborns will have the virus. That's called preventing mother-to-child transmission. That's called turning off the tap of new infections. It's one of the reasons that's a crucial step uh, towards the larger goal of ending uh, HIV and and AIDS. The number of people being tested has fallen off uh, this last year for a variety of, of reasons. So that means there will be new infections That means people who had difficulty getting access to their medicines um, uh, may have been off their medicines for some period of time. That's very dangerous. And conversely, we've been able to find solutions for those things. I mean, our our teams, our colleagues are remarkably creative and resilient. And, uh, you know, you throw up a challenge, they're going to assess it and uh, deal with the challenge. That's been ever thus with HIV and AIDS. and, And that's the way we've approached it in this last year. Is there anything from the work against HIV and AIDS that has proven helpful in the battle for COVID? Maybe lessons we've learned in fighting HIV, AIDS, that that's helpful in the fight against COVID-19? Yes, terrific question, Matt. 
the basics of public health uh, are essential. Basic services that are available to the community um, and accessed. Um, that sounds like a basic point, but that isn't the case everywhere. That's one. Two, you got to follow the data and the science and what it tells you about hotspots, concentrations of infections, whether it's COVID or HIV, so that you can focus your efforts and and um, what's called differentiated services, not deal with families and children and, and men and teenagers all the same way. You have different messages. You have to approach them differently. The most striking and obvious um, common point is uh, how important testing is, testing and, and contact tracing, so that you know where the epidemic is, you know who needs uh, treatment um, while you wait for a vaccine. And with COVID, um, it's stunning that they've come up with a 95% effective vaccine in whatever it is, eight, uh, nine months. I mean, that just doesn't happen uh, normally. Uh, and it certainly hasn't happened for HIV and AIDS, where there's enormous amount of research going on, but we still don't have a vaccine or a cure. Do you have concerns, not just for you, but for everyone that's in this battle? So much funding, so much money is being thrown at the the obviously huge problem of COVID that it will take away from money you need to talk about that research and stuff like that. I mean, this yeah. it's obviously a short term and it's, I don't know if understandable is the word, it makes sense, but it's still, it, I would imagine it could still present a big problem. Um, it, it is a challenge and we've particularly seen contributions fall off that are for operating support and so on. So there's no question that our um, resources are going to be fewer in 2021 than they have been in 2020. Um, but uh, in the world of HIV and AIDS and the U.S. Uh, leadership around HIV and AIDS, um, we have not seen pulling HIV funds um, over into the COVID uh, category. Um, that has not, not happened yet, but there is a new Congress and a new administration. We need to do both. Um, we've been battling HIV, and the United States has been leading uh, on that battle um, for 15, 20 years, we can't afford to let those investments be overtaken by COVID. So it's a, a COVID relief on top of uh, further investment in ending the HIV and AIDS uh, epidemic. And I'm, I'm hoping this Congress and this administration will see eye to eye on that. And you talk about we do have a new Congress, the, the administration of Joe Biden coming in. What do you want to see? Are there specifics that you guys could really use, not just in the midst of the COVID pandemic, but but things that would really give you more tools in your toolbox to do the work you're doing? Yeah, I, you know, I, I, these pandemics uh, have illustrated uh, there's there's not a household in the United States uh, today that doesn't know what a pandemic is. That wasn't the case uh, a year ago. No one country can battle a pandemic. Um, and so re-engaging with other countries, with other partners in a consortium that will roll out uh, a COVID vaccine so that we don't just have the, the poorest and the least of countries um, at the tail and, and getting the last dribs of a, of a COVID vaccine. Uh, you know, to confront a global pandemic, we have to work together. And that sending that signal and acting that way would be enormously helpful um, with the new administration, re-engaging with the World Health Organization, uh, for example. Because when we do all those things and there are additional resources, then the vaccines will get better, the medicines will get better, the testing procedures will be better and faster, we'll find more 
patients, we'll get them on treatment, we'll do all the stuff that you have to do to succeed in battling um, a pandemic like this. What is the level of concern and people you talk to that are dealing with HIV AIDS and now having to worry about a, a coronavirus that no one has any immunity to? I mean, I can only imagine the day-to-day struggle and fear that people feel. There is that. The best thing that they can do in two respects is staying on their HIV, uh, the antiretrovirals. It's just crucial to have an uninterrupted supply of those medicines um, so that they can be uh, taken as prescribed. And then they have to do what presumably you're doing and I'm doing is be super vigilant um, about masks about where we go, about being respectful of, of other people to protect their health. When your immune system is compromised, obviously, by definition, you're more susceptible to other infections or, or illness. So there is that stress uh, and worry, and you need the resources to make sure your supply of ARVs um, is uninterrupted. So there are, there's no question COVID is not just inter- introduced um, uh, a number of new challenges, challenges, but it's it's created new levels of stress and worry um, for a lot of people. But with an eye towards the future, how what is your level of optimism for the future for uh, the continued fight against HIV AIDS? I am optimistic because we know how to do this, um, and it would be an epic victory after uh, decades of epic battling to achieve um, control of the HIV and AIDS epidemic. Um, and it's more about policy and will and resources now than it is the, the steps and the science and the meds and, and the testing. I am optimistic about that. I think COVID has just, every country on the planet's facing a COVID. I, I hope that generates a, a little bit more of we're all in this together. We can solve it together. We can conquer COVID. We can conquer HIV and AIDS. But you can't do that individually, and you can't do it one country at a time. And I, that's just so so evident, right? I, I mean, just focus on that. That is how we're going to turn the corner on COVID, and that is how we're going to control HIV and AIDS ultimately. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. 